0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every day, only about 13 or so minutes long, but that keeps us in God's Word every day, and that helps us to stay strong and grow stronger in our faith. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And as we're strong in our faith, then we can stay faithful to God, and we can be that great example of Christianity, the people around us. But being in God's word every day also helps us to grow in our knowledge of his will for our lives and helps keep us focused on our relationship with God. You know people in your life who need to turn their life around, who need to grow stronger in their faith. Maybe they need to come to God because they're not with him right now. Help them by sharing these short studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody come to God. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're coming toward the end of our line of thought and study, talking about seven attacks on our faithfulness used by the devil to try to tear us down spiritually, to try to pull us away from God. And he is skillful, masterfully so, at attacking our faithfulness. We've been looking at seven specific avenues of attack the devil uses. As I've emphasized, I'm sure you can come up with more than just seven. But these seven are pretty basic. We can understand them and relate to them. And probably every single one of us has felt the brunt of these attacks, at least a number of them, in our own personal lives. Temptation was the first one. Well, the devil is masterful at challenging our faithfulness through seemingly attractive temptations. Worldliness is another one. Oh, the allure of worldly living with all of its immorality confronts us at every turn every day, it seems. A moral lapse where we find ourselves weak for a moment and we ah, we have that moral lapse. Well, we need to recognize that when we do that, let's admit it, own up to it before God and seek his forgiveness and repentance so that we can become strong again. Doubt. The devil is skillful at planting doubts in our mind about our faith and our ability to stay strong in faithfulness. Missing worship and Bible classes with the church. Oh, careless and purposeful forsaking of the assemblies. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25. The assemblies with the church as they come together to worship God, study his word, give him glory. Glory and be in fellowship together with brothers and sisters in Christ, oh, careless and purposeful forsaking of those assemblies with the church can lead to spiritual callousness and weakness and ultimately unfaithfulness. Persecution. Persecution. We began looking at that last time just as we closed. The temptation to, is great to give up faithfulness in the face of persecution. Persecution. We talked about how the Roman government persecuted the church so severely in the first 250 or so years of its existence on this earth, going back to the first and second and even into the beginning of the third centuries uh, B.C., or rather A.D. Yeah, they, they basically made war on the church, crucified Christians, put them in prison throw them into the arenas and unleashed wild animals on them or made them fight gladiators to the death. Persecution. Somebody standing before you with a club and telling you, deny your faith in Christ. Well, the temptation would be great to deny, at least at that moment. But you know, the Christians in the early days facing that persecution, yes, many of them gave in, and they denied their faith, but a huge number refused. Many of those went to their death for their faith, but they stayed faithful, and their example inspired others to become and stay faithful, and Christianity spread, spread, And ultimately, the persecutors were the ones who fell. In John chapter 15 and verse 20, Jesus said this, Remember the word that I have said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. Well, Jesus was certainly persecuted, wasn't he? To the death. His death on the cross was the result of persecution. But that did not stop the message of salvation that he brought. That did not not stop the spread of Christianity. In fact, Christianity, the gospel, spread after his crucifixion. He arose from the grave victorious over death. It appeared to hundreds of people, risen. And the word spread. The gospel was taught all over. And Christians, on an increasing basis, well, maybe I should say people, on an increasing basis became Christians. And Christianity has spread all over the world since. Persecution. Oh, it's real. The devil knows how to use it, but God will be there with us in the face of the persecution. In Hebrews chapter 13, beginning with verse 5, the Hebrews writer wrote this, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Well, the most that a persecutor can do to us is take our physical life. But that's not the end of us. We have a soul. We've been created in the image of God, Genesis 1, 26 and 27. And we look forward to that home in heaven forever with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit. Yes, Jesus said, be faithful until death, or another translation is, be faithful unto death. The idea even to, the, to the, get going to the point of dying for our faith, as those thousands of Christians did in the early years of the persecution by the Roman government against the church. But Christianity spread the way of Christ grew. People more and more became obedient and faithful to their Lord and Savior. Perhaps the most unfortunate and hurtful form of persecution is that that comes through people who are supposed to love us. The Apostle Paul wrote about persecution that he received at the hands of fellow Christians in Corinth, in 2 Corinthians. That particular inspired letter by the Apostle Paul talks about persecution that they were bringing upon him. Now, not physical persecution. They weren't putting him in jail. They weren't whipping him or anything like that, but they were talking against him. And that's persecution of a form. But think about how so many times a person becomes a Christian and their family members turn against them. I've seen that. I've seen that. A husband does not want his wife to live the Christian life because that means she's not going to take part in some of the ungodly activities that they were enjoying together when they were living in sin. I knew of a, one case where a, a wife became a Christian. Her husband disabled the car so she could not get to services. She could not be with the church to worship God. I knew of another case where a young lady became a Christian. Her family kicked her out of the house. And those are just a couple of examples We could go on and on and on and on. In some parts of the world, if a person becomes a Christian, they might find themselves with a death sentence, even from their own family members, because they did not want them to leave their particular religious persuasion. How sad. One of the most hurtful forms of persecution that the devil can bring against us. But again, mankind, even our own family members, the worst they can do is bring, us, bring our physical lives to an end. But then we're delivered to eternal life in heaven. God will always be there with us and for us as long as we are always walking with him in faithfulness. I want us to look at one more when we come back next time, one more avenue of attack the devil uses against us to try to break down our faithfulness to God. And this is certainly one we can all relate to, and that's fear. Fear can paralyze, and many people never become Christians because they fear that they cannot live a faithful life but God assures us that we can. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and verse 13, he tells us, I'll be there. I'll take care of you. I'll help you. No temptation that we're confronted with is unusual. It's already been experienced by mankind. God's not going to allow us to be tempted by a temptation so overwhelming that we can't say no In fact, God will always make the way of escape so that we can say no and stay faithful. God will be faithful to us as we are faithful to him. Let us pray. Father in heaven, gracious Father in heaven, thank you for loving us. Thank you for promising us that as long as we walk with you in faithfulness, You will walk with us in faithfulness, and you will guard us against all the dangers that anybody in this world, and even the devil himself, will throw against us. Thank you, Father. Thank you for loving us that much. Praise, glory, honor, and thanks be to you. Help us be the shining lights to help people all around the world see that promise. Please forgive us, gracious Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.